and welcome back everyone to a brand new episode of the show and I am very eager to welcome it's my honor to have a Mr. Oliver Skutluna. Skutluna, I am so sorry, so sorry. Don't worry. Yeah, so, so Mr. Oliver Skutluna from Adensia Support, yes? I'm... Yes, yes, that's right. So, yeah, sorry, in case you were wondering, I'm not used to pronouncing Maltese names, but I am trying. <laughs> You are doing well. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. It, it's also easy because in addition to Maltese, you also have English as an... And, Maltese and a, is a little bit difficult, right? Yeah, as an official language. It's a mixture language. of Italian, Spanish, Arabic. So for yeah. you, it might be difficult to pronounce. <laughs> yes. As in, yeah, so, sorry. And also sorry to all the British people because they introduced don't have, English don't have to your be sorry. country. <laughs> okay. So, so, can you please tell us a bit about who you are and um yeah. I'm a person with disability myself. I was born with spina bifida. Um I'm 35 years old, married and have two children now. Um uh, apart from that personal background, I am also an activist um for the rights of persons with disability amongst other things because I'm interested in um other human rights. Uh, but um, uh, during the past years, I also founded NGOs, uh, which uh, worked uh, directly in different areas like immigration, um, like uh, inmates, like uh, refugees in Malta. But uh, lastly, but not least, I also work directly in uh, the disability rights sector. Yeah. In fact, in uh, around 2010 or nine. Um, I found I founded an NGO called Breaking Limits at that time. It was made up of persons with disability, um, together with sportsmen, people, um, and also entrepreneurs. And together, uh, we managed to gel well to create more awareness about the rights of persons with disability. In Malta, in fact, we created quite a havoc at that time, and uh, um, uh, it succeeded. To, to, to a certain point, but unfortunately, when I left, the organization started to crumble, and unfortunately, um, it had to close. Oh, I left. So I sorry left, to hear that. <laughs> I left um, uh, to take up the post of commissioner for the rights of persons with disability um, uh, here in Malta, and I took that position in 2013. I had. Uh, the job of re-engineering the organization of the commission um, uh, to make it focus on uh, regulating the disability sector rather than just providing because it used to provide services which now are being provided at agency support and regulating at the same time and as per the united nations convention um, a regulator has to be in place and needs to be autonomous as much as possible, as per article, um, uh, as per the article concerned of the UN Convention. Um, uh, later on, after seven years of serving at, as commissioner, um, uh, I was co-opted in the Maltese Parliament, and I was a member of Parliament for around one and a half year. Yeah. I've contested the last general election, but unfortunately. I didn't manage to be re-elected. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. But that was a blessing for me 
because now I'm back working where I belong in the <laughs> disability sector and I'm back um, uh, with pleasure. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm, I'm the chief executive officer of Agency of Support. So um, during your, because if you, if, for those of you who, if, in case if any of you remember, in our last episode, we'd, um, Oliver, Mr. Shikluna's successor, um, Samantha Pace Gassan, in the previous episode. Yeah, and that's actually proven to be one of my most successful, actually. <laughs> and it's actually my favorite, like the best episode I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, and um, yes. And uh, one of her duties was to travel to, in, well, she sat on the UN CRPD. So did you ever do that yourself? What? Did, like, um, Commissioner Pace Kassan, she traveled to um, Geneva. Yes. And she, and she sat on the UN Commission for the Rights of Persons with Disabilities and reviewed um, Malta's obligation to the... Yes, she was, she was there at the time when I was commissioner. Yeah. She was part of the delegation, if I recall correctly, um, uh, with the government. Oh. Uh, in 2017, if I recall correctly. Oh, oh so I was going to ask, did, did you ever do that yourself? Like, did you ever go to Geneva? Myself. Um, I went once, but I was, wasn't part of the Maltese delegation um, uh, since I was commissioner. So I couldn't be part of the Maltese delegation as I had to sit as an independent body. Okay, thank uh, And also I went to New York for the General Assembly. Oh, okay. And so, like, I was going to ask, like, as a parliamentarian, like, how effective do you think um, the administration, like, during your time serving in parliament as an MP, how effective do you think the administration was at providing the, at promoting disability rights and disability education and awareness throughout society? Um... Uh... As a member of parliament, I've only done one, one and a half years. So um, uh, I think I can speak much more in detail of when I was commissioner and I was foreseeing um, uh, what is happening with the administration. And uh, I believe that during the past years here in Malta, um, uh, the government managed to uh, put the disability sector uh, on the highest of the of the of its agenda, although uh, as a person with disability myself, I think um, we can do much more uh, when it comes to our rights. Um, uh, but unfortunately, uh, sometimes I think that because society is changing rapidly, then uh, we had to face a pandemic as well, which made a huge impact on the lives of persons with disability. Um, uh, even if I take a look at what is happening in Ukraine um, and what is happening to disabled people living there, um, uh, that, 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 that makes, a, makes a difference. You, you, and you ask me what happens, what, does the, what, what, what difference is making to, to Malta? Yeah. The pandemic obviously made a huge difference uh, because, because we literally stopped providing certain services for a number of years. Oh. Um, uh, but on a, on a general note, I think when it comes to awareness raising of the rights of persons with disability, uh, we, we have to work much more 
when when we are dealing with the mainstream mainstream society because sometimes we tend to preach uh, to the to the converted rather than preaching to the unconverted yeah and um yeah but then again like it was told by um commissioner pace gustin and i read on news articles about this like um the current prime minister robert Abel, dr abella he's done a lot to support those with disabilities like he met with um you know yes 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 yes, yes, yes. yes and he visited so i think and he visited various schools for those with disabilities and so i think that Malta's moving in a general in a very positive direction yes yes um uh, we have to acknowledge what prime minister abella um uh, did for the for the sector and is doing in fact, uh, he prioritizes the the, the the disability sector, in my opinion. Um, uh, I'm all, I, I'm always critical, although yeah. I was part of uh, Prime Minister Abella's group in Parliament because wow. uh, Prime Minister Abella co-opted me to Parliament. I I'm, I still positively criticize constructively as well. So that we we will do more. We'll do in a, in opposition to do more. Um, yes, that's important, especially during the pandemic. Uh, Prime Minister Abella took um, certain decisions that favoured uh, not just persons with disability, but those who, who are in in a vulnerable situation. So uh, I'm not saying that no one was left behind because uh, that I would be lying. But most of persons with disability. Um, and their families felt felt uh, a positive vibe about it. Yeah, and I feel like we need more leaders like that, especially with what the world's going through at the moment. We need more leaders who can really understand that part of society. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. and um, yeah, and so what is the difference between agenda support and the um, and the CRPD? Like what? Like, what are the um, differences between these two organizations? I had the opportunity to work for seven years, as I said before, at, agency, at yeah. CRPD. Um, uh, CRPD, before it was named CRPD, it was KNPD at the time when I was there. Then I changed the name because we changed the legislation to, to focus, as I said before, on uh, regulating the disability sector. CRPD is the national regulator. Samantha Pajgazan is the commissioner. Yeah. She's, she's the regulator of the disability sector. So, strictly speaking, she regulates us also as agency of support. The, the agency, the biggest agency who provides yeah. service for, for, services for persons with disabilities and their family. So, yeah. uh, CRPD is purely a regulator and agency of support um uh, is purely a service provider uh, when you take a look at them uh, crpd is a small commission compared to to, to the number of employees um uh, that work into the, the, the different organizations for example at crpd you have 40 employees at agency support you have over 600 employees uh, so that is, that is something to explain um, uh, the difference between both. Oh wow! Wait, wait, wow! So, so the CRPD is kind of your boss in a sense. Yes, yes. CRPD is the boss in the sense of every of every service provider in the sector, 
and uh, it regulates against discrimination on the grounds of disability. Yeah. So, so like in terms of um, so what terminology do you being do you, um use in Malta to describe those with um disabilities? Because if you, because I recently interviewed um she was the longest serving special needs teacher in New Zealand history, and she explained that um they actually have a different term for those with like mild disabilities or people Paralympians, for example, and that's able disabled. Which I think is a very inclusive thing because it helps represent those who like, have mild disabilities that can do six and can perform six more actions independently. And um, so, what ter terminology do you have in Malta to describe those with them? The commission, us, and those involved in the sector, um, those who know the sector, um, use. Inclusive terminology such as, for example, uh, we use people, persons with disability. We use disabled people, like mostly used in the UK. We use yeah. um, uh, persons with intellectual disability, persons with mental health issues, persons with sensory issues, uh, like persons who are visually impaired or persons who use sign language. We use wheelchair users rather than wheelchair bound or something similar to that. Um, uh, we use the person first rather than than the disability first. Yeah. So in that regard, we are we are we use politically correct terminology, but I think that in the future terminology will start changing as well to the fact that we will go to normalization of of disability rather than focusing focusing on different yeah. terminology yeah and like so what and speaking of like moving things out forward into the um future as we progress to like the 2020s um so what so what advance so like during your time in office or during your time as commissioner did you pass any sort of new legislation or see any new advancements that you didn't see during your own childhood, for example? Yes, yes. Um, uh, in fact, my first task was to amend the Equal Opportunities Act, which was enacted in 2000, the year 2000, and it was the legislation which set up also the Commission for the Rights of Persons with Disability. Um, I am, we amended that um uh, obviously to focus on on uh, <coughs> on regulating the sector but also we strengthened up um uh, the legislation in terms of for example creating a bill of rights in the legislation we also created article 37 of the legislation which speaks about the overpower of the legislation itself so the legislation itself the equal opportunities act overrules other legislation so that the rights of persons with disability um, uh, will eventually have more power in, in oh, this regard. Wow. Wow. We created yeah. the first blue badge legislation because we used yeah. to issue le le blue badges without ever having a legislation. So with that, that legislation as well, we made the Maltese sign language as an official language of the Maltese. Yes, uh, of, the, of the Maltese Republic. 
Yes, and that yeah. was a positive move forward. Yeah, We've definitely. created the autism, uh, the autism Council. We've created yeah. through legislation. We've created the Sign Language Council, the Multi-Sign Language Council, to continue evolving the, the Multi-Sign Language as a language in itself. We invested in teaching more sign language interpreters. Oh, and wow. from four sign language interpreters, now we, we have over over 12 or 13 sign language interpreters. Oh. What we did more? We did a lot. Uh, um, yeah. We, we worked on, and it was passed during my time at the in Parliament. Obviously, it was passed by the Minister of Foreign Inclusion, Minister Giulia Farrugia Portelli, um, on the criminalization of hate speech on the basis of disability. Oh, wow. wow. Um, um, we've created, we, we, we've managed to pass a legal notice that makes accessibility standards, physical accessibility standards, um, um, mandatory to those building new sites, public sites, and even housing with certain number of units. Yeah. We did a lot, we did a lot. I'm, I'm certainly missing a number of things, yeah. but we did a lot. And so do you know if there are still any MPs with disabilities in, like, prominent in Dr. Abella's cabinet, for example? No, you... no, there is nobody now. Oh. At the time of my time, there was me and uh, Dr. Kevin Kutayer, who is, a bl who is blind, he's a lawyer, and he's, he comes from the opposition. And I was um, uh, from the government side. We, are yeah. the, we were the only two MPs um, with disability. Unfortunately, now um, uh, we don't have a person with disability. There might be a person with invisible disability, but um, uh, I'm not certain of that. Hey, well, hey, may, maybe President Bella's successor might have a disability. Maybe Dr. Bella's successor might have a disability. You don't, you we don't, hope, uh, we hope. I am sure you understand me, um, uh, Joshua. Yeah. I, I am always keen on on uh, having more public figures who, who are persons with disability. I'm not happy that I'm, I am the first agency a support CEO with a disability. The yeah. agency support had been existing for 20 years or more, and I am the first person with disability who am I, am I leading it. Yeah, but it also shows the importance of your work, how you kind of made history in a, in a sense. You basically uh, yeah, made history. I'm not too fond of myself, Joshua, um, because I live, I, I lead a normal life. As I said, I have two children, I I got married. It's, it's, a, it's normal for me, you know. Yeah. Um, but... I, 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 I tend to start worrying when I look at the opportunities out there. And, uh, okay, we have good services and we can be better in these services. Um, uh, as a country, as a whole, we are a caring country um, uh, and the one which approves rights. But, but uh, I believe opportunities are lacking. We need, because if, if, you are, if you ask yourself a question, for example, let's take last election. Last yeah. election, only five people um, with disabilities yeah. uh, took their name out as candidates, and none of them were elected. Oh, wow. wow. 
Yes, I got a good number of votes. In fact, I didn't get elected for 30 votes. But oh. still, like, I didn't get elected. And still, we have a system where it doesn't favor politicians with disability because uh, here in Malta, we, do, we go to people's houses, we walk long distances, go, go through a number of stairs, different. It's hectic. And we don't have, for example, assistance. I, I, I took the initiative to drive myself to go from one locality to another to meet people, to listen to people. Um, and that's a, that's a huge setback when compared to an able-bodied individual. Yeah. yeah. So we have to create, even in politics, I am not aware of how many disabled MPs are there in the UK Parliament, but yeah. this seems to be happening across... Europe across the world because I am not aware of many politicians who who are in their parliament. Yes, there are, but I ask myself, how many? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm not, I'm not trying to make this too political, and I'm not, and I and I hope you know that I'm not trying to so you know put you on a pedestal. I'm just trying to emphasize the potential importance the of of what. Of what you did yeah yeah and speaking of opportunities as I, I don't know if you know this but a friend and i we started a disability oriented art program which i think your yeah the um afa atelier for Allah art program i think yeah like when it comes to opportunities do you think that this initiative that we started could be beneficial to Yes, yes. In fact, I've got to know about this this um, uh, gallery. Yeah. Um, uh, recently. Yeah. And I think it's very interesting. Um, in fact, I myself trying to be an artist. Oh wow! <laughs> Although I fail most of the time, but I, I do my best in, in this regards. Yeah. But it's a good opportunity because one can share, apart from the talent, um, uh, its thought. Because obviously, arts can be in interpreted in so many ways, and uh, messages are passed through, yeah. through 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 arts. And this initiative also can be beneficial for the Maltese society in general. What we need to do, obviously, we need to promote it here. We need to promote your your initiative. Yes. To 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 also be used as a platform for for Maltese artists with with disabilities. Yeah, and we we have a good number of Maltese artists with disabilities. Uh, we have mount painters. Yeah. Um, uh, we have uh, uh, blind people who paint as well. Yeah. So I will bring this up with these um, uh, different group of people. Oh, thank you. And do you believe that a Maltese translation of the website that I, we sent we sent you or you saw that could be um, useful? Yes, think? yes, it will be more accessible, right? Um, yeah. And we can help in it as well, if you want. Yes, thank thank you. Thank you, really. Thank you. And, well, thank you all for listening. Mr. Shakluna, um, thank you for taking your time to be here. It was a pleasure, Joshua. Hope yeah. one day we'll meet, we'll meet in person. Yeah, uh, like, honestly, Malta is a country I'd, I'd love to go to. Like, it's right you should come, Joshua. You should come in summer because... If you like summer, if you like the sun, yeah, I, yeah. what does best for that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
probably not this year, but it's definitely on my bucket list. Like every time I see Malta come up, oh yeah, and now next up on our cruise, we're stopping in Valletta. I'm like, gonna need, need to book that cruise immediately. That's what we want to do. Book, <laughs> book that cruise. Let me know when you come to Malta. Yeah, yeah. I can pick you, you up from the airport myself. Thank, thank you, thank you. I'll keep that in mind. And so, please, sure, everyone, sure. like, share, leave a review. The Agentia support, both the Agentia support website and the CRPD website, will be in the description box below. Don't worry that both websites are in English if you can't speak Maltese. Although, maybe try reading the Maltese. You might learn something. You don't know. <laughs> and I'll see you all next time when hopefully. Mr. Chiclino will probably see you all next time as well. You don't know. Mr. Chiclino, do you want to say anything before we start recording? Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, and so see you guys next time. Stop recording.